0: You know what? Wait, hold up. I ain't gonna spit, because I got way more motherfucking class than you. You know why? That's why I'm not gonna spit in your motherfucking face. Is this class? But you know what? You know what? I am, however, gonna fix your motherfucking, motherfucking dance. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce in the motherfucking house. Mo' bounce in the motherfucking house.
1: Bounce, 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 more bounce, bounce. More bounce, more bounce more house, bounce in the motherfucking house.
0: Bounce. it's official I'm signing back up for undergrad I'm going in under my Beyonce alias and my line name will be six inch hills boom there we go what's yours you want to know something
1: <laughs> I'm not doing this with you right what? now what
0: you asked me six. Yep. six inch hills walked in the club what's the rest like nobody's think, business
1: I couldn't even think about the rest of the words All I'm thinking about is your ugly ass and some 6 inch heels Walking into a damn club Looking like a damn man
0: That's my fucking line name Get into it If you don't like it Sucks for you boo I've been thinking about what my line name would be But I haven't come up with
1: yet one yet So I have to get back to you on that one I'm giving it to you as Kitty Cat
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love Muffin Kitty Cat <laughs> <laughs> love let's angel go, music little baby little kitty cat <laughs> <laughs> nah I love angels yes. um, so about that performance though
1: Ooh, we just want to kick it off on the bat and just go straight into I it I just huh? think
0: you just gotta rip the fucking bandaid off and go on into it otherwise you know
1: <laughs> ain't no chaser ain't no you know one two three let's go boom just
0: jump into it so the performance um jesus first off like it got started so fucking late i was exhausted by the time it was over like i was up there with her but it was more so like i didn't expect her to give a full two-hour performance it was great but that's just not what my expectations were i thought it was gonna be like a, a cute 20 minute vma situation get up there you get off i don't think anybody else had two hours no, of course, everybody
1: knew that it was going to be pretty long because she's headlining a a festival. And usually when oh. they do a festival and they're the headliner, they put on like their full show like they would on tour. So I knew it was going to be long. But the thing that's crazy is that while you were tired and you were in fucking California, the rest of the world, New York, <laughs> Chicago, Houston, she didn't get on until like 2 o'clock in the fucking morning here. Exactly. So... We're fucking dead, like, and my ass had to work the next day, so I was fucking pissed and, like, excited at the same damn time.
0: New York bitches had it the worst, because it didn't, that mean, it didn't end on their end till 4 a.m.
1: It didn't end on their end till 5 a.m., because it ended for us at
0: 4. Oh, bitch. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I, would've had to, I would've had to DVR that hoe. A lot of people did. A lot of people I know was not standing up for that shit, no matter how great she is. It was just like, yeah, no, bitch will not break my sleep. Now, what I will say, however,
1: is that it was worth every fucking fifteen minutes of sleep I got the next day for work because it was iconic. It now, the thing was. about the thing about Beyonce is, especially if you are a Beyonce mega fan such as myself, you kind of will always know that you're going to get some familiarity with these performances. So there was bits and pieces that I knew she took straight from the Formation World Tour, mm-hmm. but all the rest of the shit, like. The Can we just get into the blackness of this performance at a majority white festival?
0: It was so right. fucking black. And I love that she like paused everything to sing the Black National Anthem, which I probably have not heard since second grade. And so just kudos for that. Intertwining the Black National Anthem into your shit to say, yeah, bitch, I'm black. You're going to deal with your white, coked out asses. I loved it. It was everything. Yeah,
1: it was super fucking dope. Um, Mama Tina, actually, I think it was today or yesterday, she actually posted about it, and she actually said that she talked to Beyoncé about, well, Beyoncé, you know, Coachella is a mostly white audience— I don't know if they're going to understand the HBCU elements that you're kind of putting in here. And Beyonce's response to her was so amazing because she was like, you know, mom, at this point in my career, I feel like I have to voice who I am and be a voice for the people like us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, try to hopefully think that these white people would actually be like, you know, her performance was dope as shit. Now I actually want to look into these black schools and see what they're all about because there's a whole underworld that these white people don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I say, like, bravo, bitch. I think the idea was fantastic. It went off without a hitch.
0: Oh, for sure. I think just the, like, the aesthetic of it all. Like, from top to bottom, everybody was on cue, on point. And I can just imagine the backup dancers talking to each other like, bitch, let's get out here and get this right, because I want to hear this bitch's mouth after the show is over. I want my check to clear. I want to be in good standing with Beyonce so that I can go back out on tour with this bitch. I want a letter of recommendation from the entire Nose family. So, I'm going to do this. Like, my life it depends on it. And that's how everybody was performing.
1: Yeah, it, it really was a lot. And um, I don't know if any of y'all saw, but my friend Zakia and I out here, we actually just posted uh, a video of us reenacting the step scene from Beyonce's thing. And just do, rehearsing that little part, like, for, like, the hour or two that we did. <sighs> y'all niggas are insane. That shit just
0: happened a day
1: ago. But the, the thing is, we used to step, so a lot of it was just like, you know, stepping is pretty easy once you kind of have done it a little bit. So, you, it's just a matter of putting it all together. So, that wasn't hard, but it was just making sure that it was perfect and kind of watching how she did it to make sure it went up. In that, I had out look, I hadn't worked out all 2018. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. That shit was enough for the rest. that was enough to keep me
0: uh in shape till August. So I'm No, uh, y'all snapped up. that it was cute. I said, look at my friend and his capris and his mics. You don't wanna know something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> in your motherfucking mouth.
0: I said my bitch got on his Charlotte Roos hoodie and his Capri pants. <laughs> okay? And he got a here. he did his thing. <laughs> I loved it. Bucky. It was fabulous.
1: <laughs> it was great. But yeah, um I can I, I? also wanted to like just Beyonce. If you listening to this, thank you so much for bringing back Deja Vu, my favorite uh, song of all time from uh, you. It it that was it. All I needed was Deja Vu. That was it. Everything else just was icing on the cake. But Deja Vu just took me there.
0: I think the icing on the cake for me is when that bitch did that breakdown to get into the money. Oh yeah. Oh, that of course. She mustered up every fiber of strength in her and snapped the fuck off. In like a millisecond. And let you know that despite me taking a year of a break and having my beautiful, amazing Gemini Cheers. twins, I am that bitch. I'll die that bitch. And you'll never be that bitch. And she signed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but ending that saying, I'm excited to go to this formation tour. Not formation tour. Jesus. What's the tour that's coming up in September? The the Run 2. Yep, there you go. I'm excited about that. Um, I'll be joining you for that and that'll be our first we should do a live show when I come. That should happen.
1: Live from uh live from Houston stadium.
0: Live <laughs> from the motherfucking uh Whataburger. <laughs> live from Frenchies. Live from where? <laughs> live from Dixie Highway bitch. Wherever the fuck we can be live from. I- from Papados. <laughs> yes. Live from the Publix. Y'all got a Publix? We're, no, we don't got no damn Publix. What grocery stores y'all got? We got Kroger. We got Heb. Live from Heb, okay? <laughs> 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 get him! Huh? No, but I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Um, and I guess with that being said, welcome to the cut up again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, welcome to The Cut-Up. Now, before we get started, James, I have a little bit of fun for you to kind of get the juices flowing, to get the, to get the brain thinking, okay? Um, so what we're going to do, quick, I have a series of this or that questions to ask you, just, you know, to get the people to know a little bit more of who Jay Pendy is on the track. Okay. So we're going to go, it's going to be kind of quick, okay? So I want you to just say the answer that comes to mind, okay? Yep, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Summer or Winter. Summer. Red or blue? Blue. Dinner or breakfast? Ooh, breakfast. All day every day. Night in or night out.
0: Night in. Depending on who Love. you have a night in with.
1: Love or money? Love. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, chicken a beef. Bitch chicken. And make it fried. <laughs> Beyonce or Michael Jackson? Beyonce. That, that's my friend. Um, Latavia or Latoya? Latoya. Who's Latavia? <laughs> A Marie or Ashanti? Oh, shoot. Jesus. Ashanti. 90s R&B or early 2000s 90s R&B? 90s Tony or Mariah? <sighs> Come on, Shelly. T- Tony.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I, don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Tony. <laughs> no, no. Keep more. New York City or Los Angeles? Mm. Moesha or the Parker (laughs) Moesha and last but not least Peppa or the Juice (laughs) (laughs) always
0: Peppa bitch you can't have the juice without the Peppa always Peppa (laughs) (laughs) Genovese you did this bitch oh no that was cute you have a cute little list I thought you was going to cut off at about four that was nice oh no no
1: I was going to give you a cute little Get the like I said, get the blood flowing. Okay,
0: yes. So we
1: can kind of take that straight into our first little discussion piece before we get into these album reviews. Um, and I just wanted to do a little quick segment because you know our show is all about our opinions. Um, not everything that we say on the show is factuals, or based on our views and how we think about it. Um, so I wanted to kind of get into just I don't know if you had a chance to think about it. Well, you should have because we've been talked about the list. But I want to know what is your probably most unpopular opinion. That most people do not understand that you have.
0: Hmm, my most unpopular opinion. Shit, damn. Be the moment. Yeah, you, you mind? You go, cause you hit me with the fuck em up on that one. Go yes. ahead. Okay, so my most unpopular opinion, and I know y'all
1: are probably gonna drag me, and that's all fine. My at name is at infamous riot. In case you want to have a discussion, <laughs> but or we can talk about it in the streets to whatever. But my most unpopular opinion. Is that Lauren Hill is not a legend, and here's yes. why I say Lauren Hill is not a legend. Okay, yes, Lauren Hill was. Excuse me. No, no, I, I agree. Go ahead. You agree? Okay. Uh, yes, Lauryn Hill was a pioneer for the scene, kind of was one of the first that did both, and kudos to her for doing that. Um, She was a part of a group, the Fugees, which did kind of cross over and they had a little bit of popularity with the white folks. Okay, kudos to that. You had one album that was good. I'm not going to say it was a bad album. I'm not going to say it was, it was a good album, but it was one album, and it really didn't shape the world of R&B, in my opinion, such as albums like The Writings on the Wall and who is Jill Scott, and some of these other top R&B albums. I feel like it was really okay. So, I just don't understand the hype that people have behind Lauryn Hill. Like, you have people like uh, who bowed to her recently. I forgot who that was. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Like, when Nicki Minaj bowed to Lauryn Hill, like, oh, you're the queen, da 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 Girl, get up and let Lauryn Hill bow to you. And can we not call her this? Because this is just a bitch from fucking... Where's she from? Brooklyn, Jersey? Girl, shut the fuck up. Lauren Hill is not a legend, and that is my most unpopular opinion.
0: Wait, when did Nicki Minaj ever say that?
1: Nicki Minaj posted a picture of her. She was like backstage at like some title concert, and she met Lauren, and she bowed down to her, like literally got on her, her knees to bow to Lauren Hill.
0: The crazy part is, that I've never understood what everybody's obsession with Lauren Hill has been either. And and this is not taken away from what she has. I mean, because she definitely can sing. She's she is a writer for sure, and The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill was a good album. But when I think of that album, the only song I can honestly think of is X Factor and the Doo Wop pop, so- pop song. What, what was the name of that one? Uh, Doo Wop That Thing, something like that. Um, Yeah, that one. But I never thought that she was like this phenomenal artist that deserved to go down in history as a legend because. Yeah. There, to me there were there were more prolific albums that came out in the nineties when you compare them to like Miss Education Lauren Hill, I just don't see it.
1: Right. I absolutely and I know you're gonna agree hundred percent with me on this one, but I feel like Crazy Sexy Cool did more for R and B oh, than the Miss Miseduc- sure. Lauren Hill.
0: For sure. That album sculpted a a period and I just don't understand. I don't I never got why everybody flocked to her like that. You had one album and you disappeared. Never did shit else. I mean, I guess that does speak volumes in a sense. You are able to come out with one album and not have to release shit else. Like, she's still living off of that album. But I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense you know to what? me.
1: She's a fucking criminal as well. She doesn't pay her fucking taxes. <laughs> Fuck the bitch. Because now, like, that fucks up my shit with the IRS. Fuck Lauren Hill. Case closed, next case.
0: Yeah, I have to completely agree with you on that one. I um, I don't know. I guess it's that simple, though. It's, yeah. Mm. Okay. Do you have a unpopular opinion? I think that one was. I think I I agree with you so much on that one. I can't think of one that I, that's even worth talking about. Shit. I mean, you could you know touch on the surface of Brandy versus Monica, but I feel like that's that conversation has been had and done.
1: Yeah, that conversation is through. I think we've even talked about it on the show here. Yeah, uh, it's really not to discuss when it comes to that. You know, it's it's talent versus something else. I don't know.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So moving on. If I if I have something that I think of by the end of the show, I'll let you know. But as of right now, you um you took the cake on that one, bo <laughs> I guess
1: we can go ahead and jump into our uh album reviews for the week. Um this was a phenomenal week or two weeks, whatever it's been for music. Um, it's been a lot of stuff coming out back to back to back. And it's funny because we always try to give you these episodes like on a more consistent basis because a lot of y'all will hit us up like, when is the next episode? But we really try to rely a lot of times on artists coming out with these music so often. So this was actually a very thrilling week. Um, we have some pretty good albums and some pretty good singles to go over. Let's just jump into the Lady of... So far the year, Miss um, Bella Calice, Alchemist <laughs> Star, okay, otherwise known as Body, otherwise known as Cardi B, um, who finally released her debut album, Invasion of Privacy. Listen when. I went into this album, I went into it with a very, very, very open mind and open ears because I honestly have been tired of all this shit that I've been seeing on social media with people trying to drag Nicki and praise Cardi as the new queen of rap. So I said, if she's going to hold this title, this shit better fucking deliver. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to all the way, but I will say this, Cardi, good job, okay? (laughs) The album as a whole is very cohesive. I don't think that it sounds cheap. It doesn't sound rushed. It sounds like she actually put some thought behind this. And I'm actually pretty proud of the effort that she came out with. Um, There are a couple of standout tracks, in my opinion, um, that stood out more than the rest. I think that she did a great job opening the album with Get Up 10, which the moment I heard it, it gave me Meek Mill. And it made me feel like, okay, so you really are showing us that you're more than just this stripper hole, this funny person. That you're really trying to give us bars and show us that you're really a rapper. So I appreciated that because it was a nice hard intro to the album. Drip is a bop. Um, when I first heard Drip, I was like, eh. But hearing it now mixed in with the album and listening to it in the car, a total bop. And I see why it was a single. Um I think the one that's getting the most play out from everybody is Bacon Head, which mm. is just a comedic play of words between, like, what, get some bread and you chicken head. Like, I don't know. But it was it's a dope-ass track. Um, I think it's funny, and it kind of shows Cardi's personality in it. I know that this song yeah. came out when before the album came out, but Barty and Cardi is still one of my favorites. I feel like she went in. Um, and then my ultimate favorite on the album out of all the songs is a song called She Bad featuring YG, which is like a shake that ass stripper anthem, burger bag, Louie bag, potter bag, Gucci bag. It's like a, hey, I fucking love that song. Um, all in all, I would say, Cardi, you did your thing.
0: Okay. Um, I completely agree. And I think I went into listening to the album with less of the mindset that it was going to be good than you. Like, I went into it with a complete closed mind. But she opened me up. Like, <clears throat> I didn't initially care for Get get Up 10. Like, I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, and then, of course, I loved Drip when it came out. Um, Bickin' Head is really cute. And I love the fact that she sampled that. I don't even know the name of the song, but it's from the 90s. And it's Bok Bok Chicken What the fuck ever. Um, but it's really cute. And I think that's one of them songs that, like, you out in the club, strip club, whatever. Like, Cardi basically made an album for the strip bitches and it bops. Like I think because you you go into go into making the album with that mindset like all songs in the cl- in the strip club bang. So I think that's why this album works. Um Cardi Cardi still fucking love that. Um I've been kind of sort of like be careful now. Like I'm not crazy about it but I don't turn from it now. Um I love Ring with Kalani. I love Moneybag of course, She bag. <laughs> Through the phone no, through your phone is a really cute ladies' anthem. So I was really surprised at the fact that Cardi knew how to piece together an album and it wasn't just something where it was like, oh, she has the singles that she released and the rest of it is shit. I think that was the part that surprised me most because coming from reality world, I just could not completely take Cardi seriously into this album. And she has this personality that that is, you know, above her music. But the music is actually good and she Either she knew what the fuck she was doing or her team knew what they were doing. But either way, it's a win for her. Um, but somebody did make a very interesting point. One of my friends was just like, the album is only good because it's Cardi. Had Nicki done this, everybody would have been looking at her like, bitch, really? Honestly? Truly? No That's man.
1: because this is this is more entertainment. Like it's it It reflects Cardi's personality. It's fun. It's upbeat. You know, she does give you a couple of little, like those little... Like you said, what's the one that you should be careful? Like where she's trying to be a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. but she's still giving you like, "I'm a Bronx hood bitch. I will slash your tires if you fuck with me." Um, but I don't think that this album, like you said, would work for Nicki because we know the type of lyricist Nicki is. Yeah. I think Nikki's a little bit more complex than Cardi. Not taking that away from the fact that this is a good album, but I don't see Cardi as like a complex type of rapper.
0: No, for sure, Cardi is a fun rapper. And she, like I said, her personality takes precedence over everything. And she really brought her personality into it. And I think that she made it her own. Cardi is in her own lane. And so for that, I won't compare her to Nikki. I just thought it was an interesting statement that my friend made at the fact that this is an album that only Cardi could have made. So, yeah. with that being said, I would give this album a straight up, a four out of five. You
1: want to know something? I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. I was thinking the same exact thing.
0: Yeah. So, Cardi, you get a cut up. We are not cutting you off. Bitch, I've actually cut you up today when I just went for my run. So, anytime I can run to you, you're a winner in my book. There you go.
1: So, good job, Cardi. We, You got away with this one. <laughs> so we still going to see how the rest of this career goes. You know, you look cute at Coachella twerking with the pregnant bump so you're, you're entertaining you're you're good for right now but I just really want to see how Cardi lasts in the long run so how do you we'll feel about the pregnancy
0: now that she's actually admitted it Um,
1: I I don't think that it's my place to actually feel a way about another woman's pregnancy because okay. I feel like everybody's entitled to kind of like do what they want to do Um, I kind of wish that it was a different scenario because she was just talking about how her and Offset just met at the Super Bowl here in Houston, and that wasn't even that long ago. So I'm like, you know, I see a lot of people in relationships that be together for like maybe two, three years even before they even get engaged Mm -hmm. or have a child and they're broken up. So I just hope that if they're going to go ahead and be in this la-la-goo-goo stage right now, that Mm -hmm. this works out because now they're bringing a child into the picture.
0: Yeah, I don't want to say too much about it because I can't predict anybody's relationship. As a matter of fact, my ass, I'm not even in one, so I have no space to be talking about somebody's relationship. But I do hope that Cardi and what we see of Cardi and Offset is not the truth and that they're actually better than what they depict in the media. And that they truly are in love and that the child that they're bringing into the situation is loved by them even if they don't make it. So right,
1: exactly. That's
0: all. This was That's what's most important. So, congrats, Cardi, on all your successes, your love life, all of that good shit. And moving on to the next one. Well, on the list, next is your girl Tinashe with Joyride. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know? Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> so let me start off by saying I love the album.
1: Hello we we gonna have to play some sound uh, sorry I was getting up off the floor we're gonna, we gonna have to play some sound effects or something
0: it's really <laughs> actually an amazing album wow so, are you being fucked right now no I'm being dead ass It's a it's an, bitch please you know I damn well I don't like this motherfucking album wait what I said you know damn well I don't like this fucking album
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> so let's get to the shit let's put this bitch on the shopping board <laughs> <laughs> your ass is ready and you were i could just hear you beaming through the phone <laughs> you thought i liked it no actually i didn't if i had to pick an album her her Aquarius album was much better than this much better like without a doubt
1: okay so what else you gotta say about it
0: um i just don't understand why she had released this after all this time like it was literally a four year project right Four years of pushbacks and delays uh, something and like that. Yeah, no, exactly like that. It was four years. It was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on behind the Mm-mm. scenes too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, it w- apparently wasn't enough going on behind the scenes because this sounds like <laughs> this should have been her first album. Like if you were gonna come out with a first album, this you would have got more of a pass off doing this shit on your first album than your second. Like the only song that I even remember off of this album and I actually saved, because it was cute, was No Contest. Oh, I'm sorry, in the single, featuring Quavo. No, I'm sorry, Offset. No drama. <laughs> <laughs> same shit. Same, same, same nigga. Same, same. Um, and then you were telling me a story the other day about the fact that her and Rihanna got into it over Joyride?
1: Uh, well, her and Rihanna didn't get, get into it. Her and Travis Scott got into it, because Travis had helped co-write a song called joyride which tinashe fell in love with and said she wanted to use it as the title track to her album and you know that was all good until rihanna i guess came into the picture and she was like well bitch let me buy that shit for a good couple racks and travis was like here you go you know it's yours so i guess tinashe and travis had beef for a little while until rihanna said well i don't want the shit and tinashe took it back
0: yeah and i don't blame re i don't understand why re even put in her Put in her ballad for the song, like what? What happened with this? Out? Al- it sounds like one- it sounds like the same thing is happening to Nashe that happened to Sierra, which is A and R's and the label don't know what to do with her because Tanache is half black and half white to some extent. They try to have her like straddle the fence between pop and R and B, and she's getting drastically lost. And this entire album sounds like race confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, oh my god. Like, baby girl, who are you? Who do you want to be? I
1: smell like some mixed breed shit.
0: <laughs> it really do sound like a mixed girl from fucking Algonquin. I'm I don't understand what happened. Mm. This was not a joy ride for right, me. So.
1: So, in my opinion, as y'all know, let me let me start off by saying first that y'all know that I go up for my girl Tanisha, and I have been going up for her. But when I come to this show, when I talk about what we talking about, all I can do is be real. So I can't do that whole bias shit. I love your disclaimer. When I first, when I first heard the album, I felt kind of like you felt. I felt like this is trash. Like I can't believe we really waited this long for it. Now to this day, like up to this very moment, I still don't think that this is her strongest body of work at all um she has other she has another album out by the title of aquarius which is amazing she has a album slash ep slash mixtape out called night ride amazing she has another mixtape called out out called amethyst amazing um joyride i would not give the title amazing um joyride is it's cute Now, the first time I heard it, I didn't think that. But now that I've been listening to it over and over, because I'm like, this is my girl. I'm going to support her. So I'm at least give her these streams and at least try to see, you know, if maybe after a couple of listens, I get into it. The album is cute. I can't take that away from it. There are a few tracks that I have gotten into. Um, Surprisingly, I actually do like the track Joyride now. When I first heard it, it sounded like you said it sounded like a a, what you say, a race war.
0: (laughs) It sounds like race confusion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baby or Earl, I don't know if she's coming or going.
1: When I first heard that track, Joyride, it did sound like race confusing, literally. There's like cars in the background and shit, and I don't know what's going on. But now that I've listened to it a few times, I actually enjoy it. um It kind of gives you that dark, twisted fantasy type vibe. Which is kind of cool and kind of what Tinashe's been doing for, like, years. She's always been kind of a darker R&B. So I do think the song is kind of cute. Um, as far as what else stands out to me, of course I love the single No Drama. I feel like No Drama" is great. The performances she's done of it have been phenomenal because she's definitely a performer. So I appreciate that. Now, my two favorite songs on the album are right after that. And the first one is called He Don't Want It which is a biggity, biggity, biggity vibe, Uh, Okay? uh, He don't want it. It's definitely, it's like a nice little summer, you ride it in the car with your windows down type shit, feeling yourself, got your sunglasses on, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type of vibe. So, I really do appreciate that. And then there's Ooh La La, which is also the same.
0: Ooh La La almost had me, but something key is missing from that song. I, I, I just think
1: everything about that song And maybe I got it mixed up, I'm sorry Ooh La La is actually the one that I would say You riding with your windows down listening yeah. to it Ooh La, La La is definitely like a summer banger I like the little bed squeaks that they did The squeak 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 mm-hmm. Kind of like they did in that song um, Some Cut back in the day So I appreciated that It kind of made it a little funky, a little cool So Ooh La La and He Don't Want are definitely my two favorite. The rest of the album you can kind of get lost in I don't really like the ballads she tried to do, like Saw and Fire and Flames, I think that, uh, like you said, I think that's A&R and the record label telling her, well, we want to make you like this pop ballad star, and, you know, you're just going to have like that uh, Selena Gomez appeal. Like, no, that's not tanache. I really don't think that that is a good fit for her. But she does have a nice little pop joint on there that I feel like could be the next single, not especially safe. for pop radio, and that is Stuck With Me featuring Little Dragon.
0: Mm, do you remember that i do remember it because i was wondering who the fuck is this singing behind her yes and that is a very catchy
1: contagious song that i could definitely hear on the radio and getting radio play on pop radio so (laughs) i i do like that i do feel like this album could have just been considered an ep though um or just something like hey this is the holdover until the actual album because this ain't it
0: I said it two weeks ago. They should have shelved this album. Because when you have four years of pushbacks, like they're they're pushing the album back for a reason. And so I feel like Tinashe really fought to get it out because she had worked so hard on not just this album, but I'm pretty sure over the last four years, she's recorded at least 100 plus songs that were potentially going to get put on it. And I feel like she fought for it to get put out, but mm -mm, that wasn't a good move to do.
1: I'm sure she's recorded over like 300 songs for this album. Like she even said publicly in an interview that some of the songs well, a lot of the songs on Night Ride were supposed to be for mm. Joyride. But it's like the, the record label. And I don't feel like she wants to come out and say it, but the record label wants her to be a pop princess. They want her to be something that she's completely not. I feel like she is a better suit for R&B music. But now that they're trying to pop, cross over to this, like, can you feel
0: the flame? No, 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 Hell, no. Hell, no, no. I would have preferred them put flame it. on the album than the shit that's on there. No, no. Yeah. I, I'd rather the album the
1: way it is without flame.
0: I could have taken flame and super love in replacement of what, of anything else. Okay. And I honestly feel like no drama doesn't fit. I think it
1: fits. It goes right after Joyride and this... It's like the top of the album is a little bit more urban, and then it gets a little bit more pop towards the end.
0: To me, No Drama was a really good song that I thought was going to chart, but unfortunately, it never found its way there. But... It's just like
1: people have this stigma of Tanache where it's like, it's not cool to like Tanache and I hate that. (laughs) Because the people that say that, the people that say that have not heard actual, like, mixtape Tanache Like, they just hear with the radio bullshit that RCA tries to push on us.
0: I don't know. I I feel like Tanache tries really hard, and I think people see that. And that's where the distaste comes in. At like almost like Katy Perry, you can tell Katy Perry is trying really hard to be liked, and when you do that, it just turns people off even more.
1: So are you, oh, how are you supposed to act? Are you supposed to act like you don't give a
0: fuck? No, I, I don't know. I don't know what advice to give her. I don't. I, I just feel I like I feel like it was more. It was, it was a lot less effort shown. When she first came out. So it was effortless. Aquarius felt effortless. Like she just seemed like a fresh face that was talented and had potential. And with Joyride, everything that she's done feels like she's shooting for the stars. Like I see you overexerting yourself and I'm tired for you, bitch. Listen, if I was in
1: Tinashe's management, we would be ending our commitment with RCA records. We would go independent for a little bit. Mm-mm. Let her do her little home movies on her iPhone. Let her produce the shit that she used to do. And then we'll get signed to a black record label. Preferably something like uh, TDE Records with Kendrick and SZA because SZA's blown up, right? So I really can see Tanase on a Scissor Jhene type wave as long as she had the right team behind her. Mm-mm.
0: I'm going to tell you right now the last thing Tanase needs to do is to go independent because you barely are making it signed with a, a force behind you. Um, she does, however, need a new, a new label for sure. And I don't think that she'll be at RCA much longer, whether she wants to or not. Um, I could see Tanache being a Def Jam. She fits into that, to that feel of artists. Nah. Yeah, bro. That's
1: the move. You trying to make her into a Sherry Dennis. We don't want that.
0: Bitch, Sherry Dennis was never, oh, oh Sherry. She was never on Def
1: Jam. <laughs> I knew she, she was on Bad Boy. Right. But so, I'm just saying, that's, I feel like that's what Def Jam would do to her.
0: Okay. I don't know. She don't need to be on no so damn you, what, TV.
1: What's your, what's your rating? What's your rating, and is it a cut-on or a cut-off?
0: My rating for Tanasha's album is a... 2 out of 5. And it's a cut-off for me.
1: So sad. I'm gonna give Miss T a 2.5 out of 5. Ooh, so much higher it, than mine. It, it's borderline 3. But, you know what? I'm going to give her a 3 out of 5. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm bitch. Gonna stop I'm going to give her a 3 out of 5. She deserves it because I do listen to it. And I'm going to say that it's a flip on. And what I mean by a flip on is flip it on and flip it off. Just, just don't keep it off and don't keep it on. Just, you know, rotate it maybe once every month or something like that.
0: Oh, ch- stop with the pity party. Okay, this is the album that you could easily look over and never think twice about it. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Child. Wow! I would have I would have rather ooh. left people with the memory of my first album Aquarius than leave them with the memory of this shit. That's all I'm saying. Now, well, <laughs> there, ladies and gentlemen. Um. So next up, we have Alina Baraz. Is that it? <laughs> I feel like a teacher in the classroom calling off the fucking uh, attendance list. <laughs> Alina <laughs> Baris. <laughs> No, nah, um... So we <laughs> That's how the fuck I just felt. I feel like we was at graduation and you were fucking somebody's name up. Actually, bitch, it's Alina. So no, Alina Baraz, um, which is now going to be my new Sabrina Claudio, saying that I don't support that bitch no more. Um, yeah, Alina has a new album, and I didn't even... Like, you and I sent each other the first single, and then I realized, like, three days later that that single is attached to an actual album. Um, and it's called The Color of You. And I think the album is amazing to be honest so i was listening to it <clears throat> and i'm adding songs to like my spotify as i'm listening to them and i'm liking them and i looked up and realized i had added the entire fucking album so bitch you tricked me into a whole album so automatically you get a five out of five for me how you feel about it wow five I, out of five? i'm sorry it was it was damn good like there is no song on there that i did not like there was no song that i did not add I didn't skip it I can still play it from start to finish Um, and it was unexpectedly good because I'm familiar with her but I'm only familiar with one song she's done and so when I heard this and like she sampled Mint Condition which is an A plus right off the bat like because a lot of people don't know about Mint Condition the way they know about like Boys to Men or what was another major black group Blackstreet Um, like main condition was like right main condition was a lower key R&B group of the 90s and so she sampled their song and it sounds fucking amazing Um, some of my favorites off this are okay so I love yours Um, which yours is like all of it is very sexy R&B very like smoldering like seductive music and so I mean that's the best way I can describe all of it um, so yours is great. Tainted is everything. The one that I was talking about, um, what she sampled, I "Main Conditions, called I Don't Even Know Why, though. And the title alone for me, like, when I saw it, I'm like, that sounds extremely urban. And when you play it, I mean, it's, it's just really good music. Well done. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have much more to say besides that. I,
1: I'm I'm just, I guess, sitting here stuck <laughs> on stuck because I'm surprised that you gave it a five out of five. That's pretty high.
0: It's It's really good, though. Do you disagree?
1: No, it's not that I disagree. Um, I do think that it's a good album. Um, I wouldn't give it a 5 out of 5, personally, uh, because I feel like there's stronger work out there. Like I do feel like, you know, despite all the bullshit, I do feel like Sabrina Claudio has given me some stronger material, and I do Mm. feel like other people in that category, such as Janae Aiko and her, also have stronger material than this. But this is damn good um not just good it, it feels good but it's just not something that th- it's the first thing i would jump to to put something on um i think that my favorite 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 song on the project is one called coming to my senses yeah, it's, it's very like it's very mellow it's very like some incense and get your chakras in order and then you you know it's it's Drizzling outside, but you are just fucking beaming on the inside. That is a a fucking mood. It's
0: drizzling um, outside, couple of my drizzling other, in them panties. A
1: couple of my other favorites <laughs> are high. Okay? Especially for my smokers out there, okay? Um high is everything, the one is everything, and fading featuring Khalid, who Khalid (laughs) is becoming that dude in this R&B thing, because the the, the wave of R&B nowadays is just mood, so all you gotta do they're not really checking for the powerhouses like they used to, like, they want the Jennifers and the Whitneys to sit down for a moment and just let these soft spoken bitches come through, and I've noticed that's what's been winning lately, so shout out to y'all for tapping into that, but I don't want to hear everybody sounding the same but with that being said, um, those tracks are just all moods, but I can't say the whole project is strong enough to get a five, five
0: out of five. So I probably would say a 3.5 out of five. Okay. I don't know. I Anytime that I can listen to your entire project without skipping, I just, I don't know. I feel like I have to give you your respect. And I felt the same way about her when she released the entire, um, her project, Sabrina Claudio, for me, even before the shit that recently hit the news, her album was boring as shit. Like, I love her singles, but her album puts me to bed. Nothing on there was just like standout except for like the single that we all love and know, especially the one that she remixed with, um, with Six Lack. So, I don't know. It's black. Jake. It's Six Lack all fucking day. It's a no, six in front black. of black, bitch six lakh. so yeah 3.5 out of five
1: it's good i will give it a cut on um but it's not something i listen to every day
0: okay who we got next who we got next
1: okay and next and we can touch on this one very briefly because this person is probably not known but there is a newer artist you know we like to give y'all some new music to kind of get into uh shout out to my friend chris by the way i recently put him on to an artist called Asian. Get into Asian if y'all have not. But uh, <laughs> this next artist is a new artist. Her name is Nika Moore. Uh, there's an EP out for y'all to search on Google, Tidal, iTunes. Um, it's called Thursday Night. Um, it's it's good. Um, it's, again, following in the same steps of the moody, night ride, R&B type of vibe that these artists are putting out. Um I think the strongest track on that album is one that you personally texted me and said that you, I guess, was twirling your panties around to, but it's called Nudes, yes. um, which is basically just about sending news to your significant other, and that just moment of intensity between y'all before y'all know y'all about to get the fuck in. Okay. So, Nudes is strong, and then uh, the two of my other favorites on there is one called Night, uh, Night Swim. It kind of gives you a little bit of a Jhenei eco kind of tease. And then there's one, the last track is called Goals, which is very fucking sexy. So Thursday Night by Nico Moore, in my opinion, it's a cut on, and I'm going to give it a four out of five.
0: So let me get this straight. You would give this album a higher rating than you would give Alina Baraz.
1: You're right, that sounds crazy.
0: So I'm going to give <laughs> Nika Moore...
1: <I'm- laughs> I'm actually. You're right. You're right. I think I jumped the gun. I'm gonna give Nika a, a, a three out of five.
0: Okay, I just had to. I had to make sure you were still breathing.
1: You you got me together. I thank you for that. Okay.
0: Um. So yes, I completely agree. I like the same songs that you that you said you like with the addition of VHS. Um, VHS is really sexy and cute to me. So I'm. I don't know. I love this. This like current climate of R&B. It's very sexy, very moody. Um, and I just love that R&B is back because it had disappeared for a long ass time. So what's your overall rating? I would give her a three out of five as well. I think it's okay. definitely something to listen to, um, especially if you like discovering new artists. She, um, She's your girl. Yeah, for sure. It's a cut up. Turn it up because you know it's my jam.
1: <laughs> Turn it up.
0: Okay. Um, so moving on to our singles. And these we'll have to spend way too much time on. Um, We'll save the best... Well, the main discussion for last. So, I want to start with Azalea Banks' um, Anna Winter. What did you think of it? It's cut, honey. It's fierce. <laughs> I feel like everything Azalea does is for the girls, the children, the village kids. Mm-hmm. She, um... I don't know. Everything she has has that gay beat to it. That... Like azalea (laughs) she she, um yeah she does that. one of my ex loved her and tried to drag me to her concert and i was just like hell no absolutely fucking not not happening i like her from afar she had a few songs on her um on her album what was the name of that album that came out a while ago with dispenser taste. yes she had a few tracks on there that were like more urban than cunt and those are the ones i'll still like work out to but for the most part, Azalea runs her mouth too much and she's too much of a fag hag. Um, but she's secretly talented as fuck. Like, you sent me a a, um, a video of her singing Every Woman by Whitney Houston, right?
1: hmm
0: I didn't know she could actually sing. And I don't mean to, baby, like, I don't mean, uh, like, Janae Aiko sing. I mean, like, bitch can actually, like, sing.
1: Baby girl is from New York City and went to a performing arts school. I knew she could sing.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. But I'm I'm here for it. I would love to see her spend less time being messy and more time on her, ta- on her talent because the talent is there. Like, that's undeniable. And so I don't know why she plays these games and not actually get to the shit. Like, come on.
1: There, yes, I totally agree. Uh, Anna Wintour is popping a fucking bop. Um, it's definitely a cut up. Uh, Like you said It it is I feel like for the girls (laughs) It's for the For the scene And for the culture But um No Overall Even just outside of it Being kind of like You know Having a little like House slash gay Whatever Mm -hmm. Vibe to it it, She's flowing And I Really do wish that Azalea would just Shut her computer down Turn her phone off And just get to the music Because the main thing That you don't like About Azalea Banks Is the fact that She just runs her mouth Like a fucking banshee And you really just Want her to shut up and get to the studio. It makes her extremely so unlikable. It does. So hearing stuff like this, it just kind of pulls you back into her. Like give her another chance to get her shit together because you can see the talent. So definitely check out Azalea Bates and tour. Um
0: And speaking of gay... <laughs> Gay is in right now, obviously, because Drake just did Nice for What, which features like another Big Frida clip. Like Big Frida is getting her coins lately. Is she not what's what? what did I say that was wrong? I didn't say anything. I'm, I'm Frida's getting paid. Like Beyonce just had her and her song, and now she's on Drake's track. And I just feel like gay culture is so fucking like in right now. It's crazy.
1: Well, the thing is i think that drake is more so giving it up for new orleans culture mm-hmm. and one thing i've realized about new orleans is that i don't think that they see gay and straight necessarily when it comes to the music because there's a lot of gay artists in new orleans that do this bounce shit that straight women bounce to and straight niggas love seeing so they just kind of embrace it um so I don't know if it's more so him like saying he's cool with the culture or him saying he's cooler with the New Orleans culture overall. But nonetheless, it is cool to see that he is featuring Big Freedia on his track and that does show a lot of just progression within yes. the rap community as a whole. Because you know, in the rap community ain't no gay shit allowed in none of these tracks. So, so And they be the main ones. Crazy. That is pretty crazy that nigga niggas is gonna be in their car listening to Drake and it's Big Freedia screaming in their trunk. So Um, (laughs) that's pretty dope. I think the track is a fucking summer bop. I kind of wish they saved it for May. So that way it could have made its way into like the summer era. Because I definitely see this. I mean, not saying it's not going to still, but I definitely see this being pumped at the bodegas. You know what (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay, it's just those type of bops. So I definitely do feel like this is one of Drake's stronger songs that he's put out in a while.
0: It's funny because as much as I like it, I still don't think it's like strong Drake. Like, I have not loved a Drake situation since nothing was the same. And so everything starts to feel like this big melting pot of music from him. Um, it's a cute song, but it's not it's not a fan fave for me.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but still, cut it up. I mean, I'm sure y'all have cut it up at this point because it's currently sitting at number one. So he pretty much replaced himself from number one with another number one song. So kudos to you, Drake. Getting it's that... Five, four, queen. Bill? Huh? it's number one on billboard or itunes it's number one on billboard it will be number one on billboard this thursday mm. so kudos man
1: now for the main event
0: <laughs> um,
1: the queen of rap is back miss nikki onika mirage aka nikki minaj yes. is back with not one but two singers you not hear me <laughs> 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 the first being a Asian chopsticks in my bun, Chun-Li. And then we have the more uh, bars, old school 2010 Barbie with Barbie Teens. Um, let me say this. I love both. I think both are really good. I think both are two different styles of Nikki that we've been familiar with. I feel like Barbie Teens is giving me more like, you know, Keys Under Palm Trees, Be Me Up, Scotty, you know... Um, when you get Mr. Chaz's chin chin, you know, back in the day. <laughs> I really do appreciate Barbie scenes. She's flowing. She's talking her shit. So it's cool. The beat is dope. Chun Lee is, I would say, my favorite out of the two. Really? Because uh, she's popping big shit. She's giving us that, like, New York grit. Like, you know, I've been top shit. Oh, oh, what's we'll she say? Uh, they want to get mad at me because I'm the bad guy. They need a rapper like me. <laughs> <laughs> they need someone
0: to make the bad guy, Chun Lee.
1: Chun-Li, I love that, like, she's so fucking popping, and and I just feel like Chun-Li is a very strong song. I don't think it's strong enough for single material, because I don't really see it going many places on the radio because you know on the radio obviously they have to play the clean version and I think that sometimes the clean version takes away the essence of the song and mm-hmm. if you're gonna talk shit on the song you can't talk shit and not curse so um I do think it's a strong song but maybe not for the radio but I am glad she put them out love them both but suddenly is my winner
0: yeah I don't think either one was intended to be like lead singles off the album I think these were um promos- promotional singles to remind bitches of who the fuck Nikki Onika Mirage is Um, and so I'm, I'm here for them in that essence. I do think that Barbie Tings is my favorite. Um, just because Nikki, like she took off like a rocket at the beginning of it and just like, she didn't fizzle out at the end. She exploded. Like the last 10 seconds of the song, the first time I heard it was just like chills. Like bitch went off and I love how she dragged Nicki Minaj, not Nicki Minaj. I love how (laughs) Nikki dragged, dragged Remy from the Bronx to Coney Island and left her there for dead got her together in a split 30 seconds and called it quits. I was just like, this is the Nicki that I, I missed and I remember and and I love how she didn't have to like do this song right after Remy's diss like Nicki was like, "Bitch, that's cool. I I'll release a diss when I'm releasing an album, not when I'm releasing a SoundCloud track. So, I'll let you in a year when my album is almost done. Then I'll give you some attention." Um, but yeah, it was great. Love it. Um, what I did not love was Nikki's interview that she did with Beats. How did you feel about that?
1: I thought the interview was cool. Um, I enjoyed the interview. I was really, really, really surprised that she opened up the way that she did when she started talking about the whole situation between Quavo and Cardi and, you know, the whole motorsport, uh, motorsport dilemma, um, But the thing that I was kind of disappointed in is what happened the day after, which is when I don't know if all of you kind of know, but basically she addressed rumors that she didn't know Cardi was going to be a motorsport. Uh, She said she was fully aware and, you know. That is what it was. When people were saying that, oh, she's lying, and Quavo and Cardi didn't come to her defense. So she really sat there on the radio and cried, you know, well, mm-hmm. quote unquote, cried, and said, you know, like I, my feelings were hurt, da da da. But then the next day, she was in the studio with Quavo, and then just simply posted, oh, he apologized, y'all. Stop dragging him in his comments. LOL. What, Nikki? You you way too iconic, too legendary for these stunts. Like, cut the shit
0: everybody's a stunt queen and Nicki Minaj is no exception because it just made Nicki seem below where she actually is. And it reminded me of the same shit that Kim did to her when she came out. Like Kim kept saying, Oh, Nicki never gave me my respect. Nicki never showed me genuine love. Nicki's doing the same shit to Cardi now. What does it matter if Cardi mentioned you, if Cardi ever gave you like real ass respect like, Cardi's never talked bad about you. That will be more important to me than her giving me my my fake just do. Like, as long as you keep my name out of your mouth, as long as you're not dragging my name in a negative way, I don't care. Like, everybody's not going to like you or respect you the way that you want to be respected. And I feel like Nikki should know better because Kim did the same thing to her a mere, what, eight years ago? <laughs> like, come on now. Let but Cardi be.
1: The thing it <laughs> let Cardi B. <be>. Um, <laughs> you the like them playing words. <laughs> the thing though is that I don't I don't think that Nikki is wrong for that. I feel like Cardi is a very I, she's still a new artist. Let's be honest. When it comes to you know the being in this mainstream game, and I feel like if she. From off the gate, from going to a mixtape to a song with Migos and Nicki Minaj, I feel like she did probably owe a little bit more homage to you know the fact that she was on the track. um The thing that I can agree with Nicki with is when I looked at the interview that Nicki was referencing when she said you know Cardi was being kind of you know like she didn't give a fuck on the interview. I looked at that interview. Cardi's body language was like, oh yeah, she was like she changed the track, she changed the verse, like what? So you couldn't even, like, just start off by saying, yo, it was an honor to be on a, a Nicki and Migos track, like, out the gate. Like, I just came from the strip club and loving hip-hop, and now I'm on a Nicki Amigos joint. You know what I'm saying? But she really just made someone like, oh, she changed the verse. Like, what does that
0: matter? I'm sorry. I I just I don't feel like... Cardi owes Nikki anything. The only thing, the only person Cardi owes anything to is Jesus H. Christ because he has literally taken her life and turned it all the way around. So I don't, I'm not finna kiss your ass because I ended up on the track with you and are grateful for it for sure. I'm on the track with Nicki Minaj and Migos and I'm a brand new artist, but I'm not kissing your ass. I'm not like calling out your name every time I'm on a radio session to make you feel good about yourself like you did me some some grand old favor because at the end I still of the don't bit,
1: think that that's what Nikki was looking for though I think she just was looking for some genuine respect like oh yeah shout out to Nicki. the track is amazing like she could have said something like as simple as that
0: it would have been different had Cardi been featured on a Nicki Minaj song but Cardi was featured on a song that Nicki was featured on as well like come on both of y'all are feature bitches on a main track so I'm not thanking you all. if anything I would thank the Migos because Quavo set that shit up nicely Quavo's a messy bitch so, that's just, that's how Sue sees it, okay? Whatever. Whatever. Um, okay. So, that leads into, perfectly into the juice, which, um, yeah, I guess we can. We already talked about B, so, do you want to talk about, well, we kind of talked about Quavo, too. Hmm. What do you, <laughs> you want to talk about? You want to talk about the housewives? want to talk about a little bit of Chloe and her baby? Um, a little bit of, um... <laughs> Too many bitches, not enough rings uh, A little bit of... Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> we literally have like kind of talked about a few of these things in passing So I guess we'll talk about the things that we have literally not touched on at all So, Real Housewives, what are you thinking of the reunion so far? I know we're two, two of the three parts in um, I kind of saw part two in passing this morning But I saw all of part one And I think... Um, I think we're in a good enough place to talk about it. So open up the doors. The door is I open. I would just
1: say that part one was 20 times better than part two.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, part two was a little bit all over the place. It really was just kind of like they were just laughing about dumb shit. It really didn't have any like punchlines or, you know, let's let's open up the Pandora's box. Uh, but I feel like part one was a little juicier. So, I don't know. I'm excited for part three only because I'm hoping it's better than part two. That we see a little bit more action. Uh, part two, Kim came out looking fucking crazy. I don't Shit. understand why these people have this, this work done and they just think they look like
0: a supermodel. And you look like a fucking quack. The crazy part about getting work done is that once you get it done, you have to continue to get it done. And right. that's where you fuck up boo Because once you alter your face Like it's a constant process And you either come out looking crazy Or okay depending on who does it And I, I, I just I see way too many botch jobs For the amount of money that you pay I will be mad as fuck If I got up off the table Looking like a stretch balloon And I just paid you Over 25k Mm. Kim look like yeah. a condom in the face oh. She So A used condom Yep by a big black cock,
1: I'm dead. <laughs> but um, but no, the reunion's been cool. Um, I don't see it for Eva as a permanent
0: housewife. I do. I think it's everybody's first go round is a little weird because you have to figure out where you land in a in a room full of bitches that have been there for. Six plus years. So Eva's figuring it out. Eva definitely has the shade to throw. I just think that Eva has to find out exactly what part she wants to play in an already ensembled cast. Does she want to be the villain? Does she want to be the victim? Does she want to like straddle the fence like Cynthia? Like she has to find her place. And once she finds it, I think she'll be fine.
1: I love Cynthia. I wish people would stop saying she has no backbone. She,
0: I won't say she, she doesn't have a backbone. She just doesn't have a side. She's extremely right. neutral
1: right she's very neutral cynthia is all about just going with the flow whatever is going to be the majority rule, cynthia's cool with but i don't think that is it was right of kim to try to come for her and the way cynthia popped back i was 100 percent here for it because i don't know who the fuck kim really thinks she is coming to a group full of black girls and talking to them the way that she talks to them
0: yeah and i don't i don't even want to say that kim is racist i think kim is just too comfortable and so Kim forgets that she's white amongst black women. And you can't say everything that you want to say just because you do like black people and that you do have black friends. Like, Because at the right. end of the day, you are still white. You might not see color, but color will always matter to us because color has always been something that we can't escape.
1: Yeah. So she so got to be careful. I'm here for Marlo. I think Marlo needs her peach. <sighs> Now that's who deserves it.
0: If you gonna give somebody a peach, let it be somebody that's um under 40. I'm sorry. Marlo, if Marlo was gonna get a peach, it should have been eight years ago. No. Yeah.
1: mm I think I think now is her time, honestly. Because when we get this is like the first time that Marlo's actually joined them on the couch for the reunion. No, it's not. It's not? Mm mm. Oh, you think you know every motherfucking thing? I don't right? know
0: everything. I just know this is not the first time that Marlo has been on the couch. Okay.
1: Well, it's the longest time she's been on the couch. <laughs> all right? Let that stand for something, bitch.
0: Oh, my God. Why are, you, why are you angry? I was just making a statement. Because you tried to correct me. Oh, my God. I was trying to inform your uninformed <laughs> ass. But it's all good. It's good. Um, So, yeah, Housewives, that's where that stands. I don't know if I'll actually go back and watch all of two, but... Bring on three, um, Chloe and that baby. She named it True today, so the baby's name is True. Car- I don't know if it'd be True Kardashian or True. No,
1: no. It's the is is True Thompson. Oh. oh, so she did give the the
0: daddy's last name.
1: Yeah, even though I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. And let's talk about that stunt because it's just ironic to me that it was that she had the baby the same time that Nicki Minaj was live on air dropping her two new singles. Chris Jenner, you old skin bitch, I know what you be trying to do. You be out here pulling these strings and getting shit done on time. I don't know how the fuck you plan to have this child pushed out. I don't know if it was a, a surrogate or a surgery, but the fact that you had it done at the same time as Nicki's interview... I'm tired of y'all stunts that y'all always try to pull.
0: Tucker so ain't doing shit but securing the bag and I I can't put her at fault for that. She's getting coins and making sure that these kids are set up for life and getting a little bit on I'm the side so for tired herself. Of it.
1: Kylie releases a a video about her having a baby the day of the Super Bowl. Chloe's has has her baby the day that Nicki Minaj goes on a worldwide live interview for her return to the rap game. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's too many strategic times that these things are happening. And also the fact that all these photos of Tristan Thomas came out, and then all of a sudden Chloe's going into labor.
0: Oh, for sure. What? And I feel like that was even set up. I feel like Lowest of Keys. I feel like Chris leaked all of that shit, and I never even connected it to the Nicki Minaj thing. I just more so connected it to the fact that the Kardashians are going into a brand new season, and so Chris is doing like she's. This is her strategy. But I can't be mad at her for the strategy. I'm I'm mad at the bitches that eat this shit up. The bitches that will be tuned in the night that the that the Kardashians premiere. The bitches that love Chloe and Kim and all of them because. I mean that's a choice that you make. I can't be mad at Chris for recognizing that people flock to it and taking on a strategy. Very smart of you, boo. You got your business skills.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: So, I don't know. I guess I need to come up, come up with a strategy of my own. Get me a motherfucking empire going, because um, I want that kind of money.
1: Yeah, well, as long as she's securing the bag, I guess that's. They always going to get paid for doing absolutely fucking nothing. So, it is what it is. Anyway, y'all.
0: What's coming out next? Like, what we got coming up?
1: Man, I don't even know. I don't know what albums or whatever is happening next. I I know Ariana Grande is coming back in like a week or two.
0: And I feel like Beyonce is on the precipice of some release. I feel it coming. Whether it's with or without Jay-Z. Drake... Apparently has an album that's coming out. He actually just named it. I just can't remember what the name of it is. So that's coming.
1: It looks like J Cole is about to drop something new. He just tweeted. I mean, I'm not a huge J Cole fan, but I know that he does cause a big scene. That Drake said he's about to drop his new album, Scorpion. Yes,
0: yeah, Scorpion. Or that's Scorpio. the name of it. Little Scorpion Bow Wow has an album coming out for you girls that By- still love him. You know what?
1: That that's going to be the end of the cut. Up. What? why would that even be mentioned the
0: album is called Suicide get into it oh my god <laughs> you know we love y'all and we thank you for tuning into to our shenanigans and all of our fuck shit foolery, it's fun we love talking to y'all, we love getting you going we love when you get us going and uh, no matter whose album comes out whether it's Bow Wow, Tanase, RuPaul, we'll be reviewing it <laughs> So with that being said, I hope you guys have a great week. Um, be productive, be inspired, and do something great this week. Do something that surprises like come
1: your way. Yes.
0: Do something that surprises even you that you did it. And uh yeah, live your life that way. All right, y'all.
1: Well, we will holler at y'all in a couple of weeks, maybe next week, hopefully, depending on what juicy stuff comes out. And uh again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all later. All right. Peace out. Bye. I tried to get plenty dark. You uh-huh. wasn't smart. You started fucking shouting your heart if I rip it apart. Don't hate, thank uh-huh. me, baby. If my world was yours, it would drive me crazy cuz I love what I do. I'm fucking you holes and tubes. Talk to your tears and do you feel there's something to prove and with nothing to lose? I can see you being the tease. You fucking with me? Just know we fucking the Yeah, I'm First fight, had to talk. EBE caramel skin, bitch, call him before you stroke the kitty, nigga. Better break off, nigga. Wanna fucking? You done screaming, damn baby, no suck. Why in the world would you continue to run? My way, got hit points, found out that I don't play. What the deal, mommy? Who
0: push you through the irony? Fucking the sucking me. Yeah, and you go for me. flipping. All your ex hoes had a bitchin'. Daddy, I never punch your dick, gang, keep you twitchin'. No doubt. How could you deny the street? No need to speak, just meet me on Black Street.